Welcome back to the Nethercast, everyone. I am Cyborg, and I am joined, as always, by temporary username, Razor's Edge, and a returning Shadowloo. We actually have a very What's special up, guest. motherfuckers? Sorry. We actually have a very special guest today. <laughs> and his name's Shadowloo. <laughs> Yay, me! No, it's a uh, first-timer here, folks. First-timer. His name is Ishi Rhodes. He was actually on The Lost, The Last Lost, and yeah, it's his first time on the Nethercast, so say hi and welcome Ishi Rhodes. He does the art for our uh, our banners now, where it shows Temp, me, and Shadowloo in superhero fashion, as well as the uh, the Injustice series. We uh, He did the art for those. Same art, but... You get the idea, folks. Okay, all right. Have I built him up enough? Jeez. Pre-order now to play as a Shiro's. He is a superstar. Worship him. Confetium <laughs> streamer. <laughs> all right. Well, we've got a lot to get to here. Um, not a lot, but just a little, really. But we do have things to get to, and we'll start it off with what we learned on the stream. So we'll just kind of go in order as we usually do. First off, we have. A new um, online mode, like a new King of the Hill mode that they announced during the stream, they did say we would have regular King of the Hill back, as well as a mode called the Hot Seat, where um, it's where she lays down. Just kidding. Okay, so the Hot Seat. <laughs> I think that's sexy. A Cleveland Steamer? Yeah, I wasn't going there. That's gross. <laughs> Not that I know what that is. It sounds like a vacuum or something. Okay, so. I think that was a very late, I don't know what that is, to make up for the fact that you absolutely know what it is. That's the joke. <laughs> All right. If you don't know what it is, go Google it right don't, now. Don't do that, please. Just don't do that. Uh, Save yourself Cleveland the trouble. Cleveland rocks. Cleveland no. rocks. Oh, yeah. so, I love that you went for the full Rainier Wolf Castle voice in it. <laughs> yes, it worked. It paid off in dividends. Anyways. <laughs> I, don't, I get paid to lead, not to read. That's a Simpsons movie reference. All right. Anyways. Okay. Back on track. Oh, and that's them. <laughs> the um, the hot seat is actually an online King of the Hill like mode where it's pretty much the same thing except for the person that creates it. Or I don't know if you can like swap out who's the in the hot seat when you're without like exiting the room. They didn't really go into too much detail on it. But what it is is you can basically set up to one person stays at all times, and then people rotate who faces that person. So whether that person in the hot seat wins or loses. They stay there, so it's actually for like streamers, you know, if a streamer's not very good or whatever have you, and he just wants to play like his viewers and stuff like that, rather than losing and getting taken to the back so that people can't play the actual person they want to play, now you have a way to have the person stay there, win or lose, and they just rotate who they're facing, which is actually pretty cool. I think it's a nice thing to add. I'm all for more options added to online, as well as just the game in general. I'm more the merrier in my opinion. So, yeah, pretty cool. Say, like, for example, I want to face Red Man and Temp, and they want to just, like, beat me down to get me, like, more practice in a, like, a kind of like a crash course, so to speak. You could do something like that, or whatever the hell example you want to throw. Yeah, it'd be cool to have, like, yeah. a, like a, a round robin or just, like, a gauntlet match. Yeah. One dude fights everyone. Sure. That seems like a good really really good tool for one person to farm respect points with without having to wait around for like his turn to come up and hope he gets that 10 points sure yeah make getting I mean, those trophies a lot less irritating for those of you who are into that kind of thing 
Absolutely. You know, that's a good good thought process right there as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's really not much to discuss on that aspect. They do keep teasing that they're going to have more modes and stuff like that, and there's a lot of stuff they're keeping hush-hush and secret because we do have uh, about a month and a half to go, a little close to two months to go. So they obviously need things. They're almost out of characters to reveal, so they got to have other things to keep us excited for and to show off about the game and get people really pumped up. So... It sounds like there's a lot of gameplay modes and stuff that we're not expecting or not privy to, so I'm excited for that. Game modes, they also said there's going to be a lot of single-player stuff, so it sounds like it's going to be more than just the story and maybe Star Labs this time. So hopefully there's some for people that are more into single-player stuff, but here's hoping for more online modes to play with friends, like team battles and stuff like that, that people actually use and it's done better. Anyways... Living Star Labs. I'm just kidding. Living Star Labs, dear God. Okay, so then on to the next actual thing that's worth discussing, and that is um, probably Robin, right? Yeah, I don't think there was really any of the questions that they answered that led to too much to go into detail about, so let's go to Robin. Thoughts on Robin? Who wants to kick us off? Temp, you took notes. Since you have notes. I did, yes. Why don't you just lead us off then, Mr. Notes? <laughs> Who is part of the Grinch? <laughs> Why are you attacking my notes? I like my notes. Notes I'm are good. Notes. notes are great. Fuck notes your notes. Notes. <laughs> You're the gameplay dude. Uh, <laughs> now hurry up and talk about gameplay so I can interrupt at the end with a joke like, I'm Batman. a fantastic character <laughs> who follows the pattern of being a hybrid of everything. He's kind of. I think Jango's gonna like this character a lot because he does have a lot of options, and he literally has a the same kind of ground weird ground control that uh, Takeda had. Only now it looks better, so um, that looks really strong. He doesn't have a stupid neutral jump punch that I know of, but one thing that makes him very interesting is he has a lot of aerial options. So, and I I think the one that everyone's gonna overlook is at least it looks like to me. I'd have to you know compare and contrast other characters. But he has a really shallow jump. So it's going to be really hard to anti-air him if he's going for like a cross-up. Because by the time he realizes he's in the air, he's already going to activate air normal. And even if you do see it in time, you may not have a normal or a down two that has the right arc, depending on how far away he does it. But let's say this. Let's say he does, let's say he has a chain combo, which is a one, two, two. He can go one, two, jump, one, two, two, two. Like he just, he could. He can enter because Batman did this a lot. You see, Forever King did this a lot in the original Injustice, where they'll do part of a chain combo and just go for like a shallow jump and then continue it on the other side. Uh, that shit's gonna be crazy. That shit's gonna be dumb. And that's just the beginning. That he has a dive kick. Um, he's got the. He has a lot of other. He's got yeah. the weird little whirly bird. All sorts of confusing and messes people. Oh up. yes. Looks very strong and. Um, his mobility is crazy. He basically has an MKX run button. I'd have to see the recovery and the cancel, but it looks like a, basically a run button minus the stamina. So yeah. that looks really good to me. Indeed. Yeah, that that stood out to me, uh, the Whirlybird thing. Um, then without going into some of his abilities, because I guess we could touch upon those after we kind of talk about the character in general as at his core, I guess, at his base value. But yeah, he's got the different batarangs, one that he throws down that's yellow, I believe. He throws it. He can throw it down in front of his opponent, behind his opponent, however he wants to do it. And at any point that he wants to, he can press the button again, and he teleports to that 
Batarang, just like in an instant. It actually looks pretty cool. Um, he also has one that is red that blows up, so it actually like explodes. So it's used as a bomb, and once again, throwing it on the ground and used as a trap, so to speak. And then the yellow one, what did the yellow one do? I'm forgetting. You said yellow. Yeah. It was the blue one. I don't remember the blue one. The blue one, you're one. right. Blue one. What did the blue one do? He could teleport. He could blow it up. I think he can bring it back to him, I think. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're right. So yes. he could throw it behind his He can throw it behind his opponent and then use it to yeah bring it back to him, and it'll hit a, his opponent in the back for a mid. I saw it was a mid. So. <coughs> Interesting. Yeah, there's all sorts of weird tricks that he has. He has the jump. He has the, like, the flippy thing on his sword. And, I mean, we covered a lot of his base stuff, but going into his abilities, he has uh, the flippy thing in the air, so he can jump up in the air and do an overhead flippy thing, kind of like Deathstroke in the original game. Um, I also think of, like, Takeda and all sorts of crazy flippy, whippy type stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, I definitely thought of Takeda has that move in X, but it was yeah. like, I hated it on Takeda because it would always miss. Like, I couldn't judge the distance right. Yeah. And then uh, he also, like, his whole game seems to be mid-range pokes. Like, he's got about two arm's lengths from him because of his sword, so he's got quite a lot of reach, and that was what they definitely touched upon in the stream, is all his whole entire game is right there at about a sword length away because it really extends his reach on a lot of his normals and combos, as well as a lot of his specials, re you know, relate to that area. So he's got some definite options. One of his abilities was he draws a line, they call it the line in the sand, and he takes a sword, draws like a red line, so to speak, in the ground, and if his opponent crosses the line, they take damage. If he crosses the line, if Damien crosses the line, then it just disappears. So there's some all sorts of weird, crazy mind games right there. I could see him drawing the line in the sand, so to speak, throwing that battering behind his opponent or the other way around, and then causing them, like, doing it so it comes back to him and it pushes his opponent across that line like to be a dick so i don't know there's all sorts of fun yeah, things that's like that weird i finally you told me about it and then i saw it for myself and when you told me about it i'm like oh it sounds cool you know it's, it's awesome it's like a it's like you can go in and capitalize but now you have guaranteed damage i didn't know how much damage it did when you told me about it i saw the amount and i know damage quantities are not final but i'm still going to take the amount of damage it does as a statement of purpose uh, so it did a lot of yeah. damage. It did a lot. It of looks damage, strong. That looks horrifying. But at the same time, I mean, yeah, I'm not. I don't really want to get into damage talk because yeah, they they make note it's of it every final. single stream because a lot of people are you know shouting out in the chat that damage is crazy and stuff like that. And to be fair, one of one of our very few complaints, very you know, couple complaints that we had in the beta was that damage was not a lot. Like it took forever to go through a match. I think that's probably their knee jerk reaction is to up a lot of the damage things are doing. So I'm sure they'll find that fine yeah, balance possibly. in time. So yeah, you guys, and I'm not really against high damage in principle, but what's up Razor? You guys had matches that went the time limit because the damage was so low, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Plenty. Quite a few actually. Most of our matches finished 10 seconds or less. So for yeah. sure. Um, so yeah, I think they're just upping damage, like I said, as a knee-jerk reaction, but they're going to find that fine balance because a lot of people that are freaking out of the, the damage they're seeing in the game probably don't understand that how how much things would stall out in the actual gameplay. So it, it makes sense to do it this way. But yeah, they, they'll rein it in, I'm sure, a little bit as they tweak also, things. 
They're also probably like not taking combo scaling into account here. I mean, I'm seeing, I'm, I'm watching like a review of the stream right now, right. and he's just like jacking fade up with his sword right now, just walking back and forth. Three hits here, three hits there, and yeah, it's it's it seems excessive for like the few hits he's doing. But you know, once you start getting up to like seven, eight, nine hits, th have a little faith. They're gonna be fine. They've done this a few times before. Right. Relax. Things will be fine. Absolutely. And it is also worth noting that a lot of Damien's normals and his combos has him flipping his sword around. So there's a lot of cool stuff. He's not just like generic sold sword user or anything like that. He's got a lot of style to it, flipping it all around, doing all sorts of crazy maneuvers with it. And I mean, hell, his base stance is him holding his sword up on his shoulder like a like a baseball player would when they're walking up to home, you know, to swing. So he's just holding <laughs> like it on his that? shoulder. Is that good? I think it's cool. Like it's it. very Damien. It's very cocky it's, to do it that way. It's a it's a good stance. I don't know if like the kind of bow legged pose he's got going on quite suits like the, the ease and of of the sword over his shoulder. It's it's almost there, but not quite. It's almost a it's it's almost a great idle pose. Just I don't know. It's almost it's almost got like a cloud strife vibe going yeah, to it. Um, it's, it's not he should look. He should be standing up a little bit straighter, maybe. I don't know. Well, Nether Realm kind of has that problem with um, stances where characters are always a little weirdly bow-legged. <laughs> yeah, probably if not for that, it'd be a great stance. I don't. I don't even think it's bad. I just. I would. I wanted something a little more ninja-like, but I mean, it's not bad. Like I, I get why people like it. it. It's not my preference, but yeah, I guess it works. And, I mean, uh... fake don't look bow-legged. He's just floating. Right. I mean, well, it's kind of <laughs> positioned awkwardly. Like, it looks like it's about to slide off his shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the other thoughts on the character is we. I, one of his other abilities is he can jump up in the air t and do, like, activate the teleport uh, batarang or whatever the hell they call it, birdarang, bird, birdie, robinrang, robinrang. They're never going to come up with a suitable <laughs> name for that thing that's going to match batarang. Yeah. Robinrang, birdarang. Rob that's what I'm saying. Birdie. Birdie thing. I'm pretty Shuttlecock. sure Birdie is the comic standard, even though it sounds silly as hell. Yeah. So, yeah. He used he to, can... like, throw just straight-up razor-edge letter R's back in the 90s yeah. when, when uh, Tim Drake was first <laughs> around. I, I, I kind of miss that. It's kind of to the point. You don't have to struggle to coming up a name for the damn thing. But, yeah, so he has... One of his abilities is he can throw down that uh, Robin Ring or whatever the hell it's called. He can throw down the one that allows him to teleport, and then he can jump up in the air and then activate his teleport, because usually he can only do it on the ground. And, yeah, I mean, that pretty much covers the character in terms of gameplay sort of stance. Um, he did have some cool gear and shaders, one that was all, like, red and black, one that takes his hood off, of course, and which I'm sure Django will dig, because he, he's obviously a fan of more classic Robin rather than Damien, so you get kind of a little bit more of that look when you take the hood off, as well as, yeah, his shaders look really nice. I noticed his last one was, like, all blue and black, and his second one that they showed off was red and black, and it had some really cool um, aesthetic to it. Everyone... Does anyone realistically think that, like, green sequined undies will be an option? I <laughs> hope so. I hope classic Robin is an option. I mean, why like, not? I'm afraid they're not going to do it, but they kind of have to. Yeah, I mean, how many games is, like, actual Robin going to make? I feel like you got to put in classic Robin or something. But I don't know. I mean, 
Superman never had the trunks in the first game. Don't you say that. Okay, <laughs> you're right. But all right, any other thoughts on Robin? Anyone want to close that out, or are we good to move on to Fate? I think he looks balanced. I, I think his trait is... I like the philosophy behind his trait. A good example of a trait philosophy I don't like is Black Canary, where if she waits long enough, she has the best zoning tool in the game, so she really has no reason to go in, which is bad for a rushdown character. It's a trait that kind of complements what he is, and I think that's really cool. Um... That shallow jump scares the shit out of me, though, because he's going to get a lot of free pressure with that. Unless unless it's a, it's a trick with the eyes. Maybe maybe I'm just not looking at it right. Maybe I need to compare it to other characters. But it looks like he's barely off the ground, and he's already in an air normal. That hits your hit bo- or hurt box, so... Yeah, what I'm, that's all I got. What I'm afraid of, he's got that little dive kick going on. It actually... kind of proves that, like... It, it, it looks like a dive kick. It's not a dive kick. Um, I've seen a dive it looks kick. like a dive kick. I, I'm pretty sure they called it a dive kick. No, it's, okay, I, I just mean... wanted to point out that it is a dive kick, but he does it from the ground. He does not jump up in the air and activate it. He has to be standing on the ground to activate the dive oh, kick. Yeah. So he jumps, oh, right. like the it's jump a... and dive kick is all part of an animation for his move. So and it's he... basically, okay, so, so so it's Remy's third strike maneuver. All right, gotcha. Right, and he's got like a short, medium, far distance options to it. So yeah, if he wants to press the buttons to do it, he'll jump up in the air and then do the dive kick. Like, it's not, he can activate it at will when he's in the well, air. History so just kind of goes to show that whenever you've got a dive kick, you're going to need rebalancing. In in 9 and X, Sonya had that handspring kick, yeah. and if you in the air, it was a dive kick. So I wonder if, I wonder if there will be an in-the-air version. I wouldn't be surprised if he has, like, an ability that allows him to do that. I just know that they went out of their way to point out that, yeah, it doesn't work in the air. But they didn't show all of his abilities. They they made sure to point out that they're saving several abilities for the actual game itself because they don't want to spoil everything. Which is cool. I'm, I'm on board with that because it's nice to see kind of what the character is about but still have some fun things to see for the game. But with that said, let's move on to Fate. Temp, go ahead and lead us on with your notes. <laughs> um, basically, um... Dr. Fate is a hodgepodge of shit. Like, he's a lot of stuff. Um, they called him a hard zoner. I don't think that tells the whole, sto- the whole story. Uh, he has a lot of good... He's a, he's a zoner in the broad sense. He's a zoner in the glacius sense. Um, but when I think... When I was raised on the word zoner, I don't really think, like, a long-distance fighter. I think of a turtle. I think of... Like, a true zoner to me is, like, Sagat. Someone who stays in the corner and tigers. That's what a zoner is to me. Um... He's got a lot of options, though. Uh, he has Sinestro's projectile, which is good. I think that's a good fit for him. Um, he has a Reptile's Acid Ball. Um, at least in similarity, he has it. Uh, so that's very powerful. It's, it's actually he, yeah, like, well, it's a mix between that, but it's it's closer to actual Raiden's move from MKX where he could... Because uh, he throws out the orb, and then he can press the the meter burn button to stop it where he wants it to stop. Yeah. So you could stop it right in front of your opponent to use as a trap, or you could stop it right in front of him to hide behind. So it's kind of like well, that. Reptile could do that too, though. Reptile could the, stop the ball. Gotcha. The big difference. The big difference. Reptile's force ball would pop you up towards you, and um, this one is just a projectile. Like it has the slow, fast stop. Right. But it doesn't. It doesn't like pop you up and forward. Is the stop free? Do we know if that costs meter? 
I think, I'm pretty sure that costs meter. I think it costs meter. At least they were saying you press the meter button to stop it. That may mean it's for free. It's just you use that particular button to stop it. Not really sure. Wasn't clear on that. Um, hmm. I do know that one of his abilities, I believe, was for it to act more like a force ball, where it actually goes really slow like a force ball, but it actually tracks the opponent. So I did notice that. That's right, yeah. On the orb. And one thing to mention about Fate right off the bat is... All of his normals are using his magic. Like, nothing is he... He's not using his fists or, like, kicking in anything he does. It's all, like, he makes the motions with his hand feet, but it's all magic energy blasts that are actually hitting the opponent. Mm -hmm. I didn't see them do one move that I can remember that didn't have, like, an, a magical effect, and they made sure to point that out, that they really wanted to push that aspect with the characters, that everything's magic-based, and I think they nailed it. He looks like a lot of fun in that regard. As far as your comments on oh, like yeah. him turtling versus being more like a like a fighter that stays back with long range warfare, like a long distance offense as opposed to just like projectile control, like that's kind of what I was thinking. It's not a firefight with. I mean, it is a firefight, but he had, like even that on that onk is a big deal because that means he can go in and confirm and it basically makes him safe when he does that pushback with the onk. Right. Uh, so again, let me clarify: these are not bad things. Uh, but he's he's very injustice in terms that he has a lot of stuff. I think what's going to make him a true zoner at the end of the day is it looks like, with the exception of his uh, his high-low combo, a lot of his stuff hits high. So it's, it's kind of, like Blue Beetle, it's not going to be very safe for him to hit confirm stuff because people are going to be able to duck it and blow it up. So that's the biggest like anti-offense element to him for sure. But there's other things too. Like That's the tip of the iceberg. He makes the, me... the thing for me, um, like he reminds me a lot of Shinnok in that I don't think he's gonna have very much in the way of strings. Like all of his combo potential is gonna be juggling. That's... So like, yeah. I think I think like I really like as an idea the creativity of all of his normals being magic attacks instead of ever punching or kicking. Right. But he doesn't look like a character I would play. Which is a shame. Well, he's very. I I saw him as very turtly. So maybe we saw different characters temp. But the way even sixteen bit described him is that he is hardcore keep away. Like he makes me think of MK Nine Kenshi in the sense that he's just purely to keep his opponent at full screen. And is when his opponent gets in on him, he's doing everything he can to push his opponent full screen again and make them start all over. He's making the opponent play his game. That's why I'm excited for the character, obviously, because that's part of the style I like to play, is make you play my game, keep you away from me. At least with MK9 Kenshi, that's how he played. Katana obviously had more rushdown potential once the other character got in. She could do more rushdown. I feel like Fate has that option, but that rushdown aspect is more when he's using his trait, which is where he damage boosts and he gets more kind of like effects with some of his moves have more juggle potential from what I noticed. Because a lot of yeah, his a lot of his combos were very small little things. Like he has a mid low overhead combo. They said a lot of his strings are really short and really he's not a he's not like a combo heavy character. So he's he, he's in a way simpler to play. He's just going to be hard to master and knowing how to use all of his tricks to their uh, full effectiveness. You were saying Shadowloop? Aesthetically, yeah, I get a lot of Shinnok from him, but I guess it depends like how much that. Uh little teleport dash he has is going to have in terms of invincibility because i think that he has the potential to really get in there but they i actually see none. kind of a 
None? None whatsoever? Yeah, no, it's, it's just, just an effect. It looks like a yeah. teleport. That's that's kind of a shame. Probably for the best. But. Probably, yeah. <laughs> that is awesome, though. I, I wasn't I sure if that was going to be his command dash, or if that was going to be like a, a special, or if it was his dash. I love the fact that it's his dash. Yeah, I think it's one of those per personality things that, like you said, it's a shame that it's not like adding to his tool set, but at the same time, I'd rather have it than not have it. It adds to the character's uniqueness and personality for sure. On the note of similar moves to MK characters, I kind of dig the when he throws up the multiple red oncts and like when the opponent gets too close, they sort of like one by one sort of the pop and like kind of juggles the opponent. Oh yeah, the onks are their own like game in them game in themselves. <laughs> game in themselves. <laughs> Basically, how the onks work in their normal setting without you know being in trait form, he essentially. When he knocks opponent down or at any point during the match, I mean, if the opponent's just standing there, he could throw one on. But he does like a down back one or whatever it is, and he calls out an onk. And it floats around him and it never goes away. It's not something that's time sensitive. It will continually float around him till he chooses to use it. And the onk itself is an unblockable. It comes from the sky and it, like, it goes up through the screen and then comes down over his opponent. And it's an unblockable. It's only like 1.7 damage. So it's, it's very minuscule. But he can call up to three of those, and over the course of the fight, once he has three, he can go ahead and send all of those at his opponent up through the air. And if they all connect on his opponent, they stick to him. And if they all connect at the same time, then it actually, they all blow up and pop pops the opponent up into the air for a lot more damage. It was quite a bit more, and it sets up for a combo. So it's actually a really interesting mechanic. But as you were saying, Ishii, when they're red... They work entirely differently. They land. They can land on the ground, so they can land on the opponent or on the ground. And if they land on the ground, they're essentially like traps sitting there on the ground that pop. So it's really interesting. Yeah. Now, when they're floating around him, I'm 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 watching the footage for the first time with him right now. Sure. When they're floating around him, do they damage people if like they get in close to him, or no. does he have to actually toss them out? No. He's got to toss. All right. Them, yeah. That 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 would be very filthy if that was the case. That'd yeah. Be some, he's uh, not. Kung Lao shit going on is in addition to all the Shinnok and Reptile comparisons. And then the next like big move that he has is he has um, in his base form he has a healing <clears throat> orb that he can set out either in front of him or in back of him. So if you want to play, you know, keep away more zony, set it in back of yourself, and that way if you hang out in that orb, you're getting healed. It's like one point every split second. Like he's just continually getting a point of health back as he's standing in it for a brief period of time. Um, Conversely, um, when he's has his trade on and he's got the damage boost going on to all of his magic attacks, he puts out a damage orb. So if his opponent's standing in the orb, his opponent takes damage over time. Um, so think like reptiles, nauseous or whatever the hell that is. I'm, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. It's... And then one of his traits, Jesus. one of his traits that are not his traits, but one of his abilities he can put on um, alters that to where when he sets out the healing orb, when he steps into the healing orb, it, instead of doing over time, it instantly heals him 50 points. Not like 50%, but 50 points. And um, if he sets out a damage one, the same thing with when he has this ability on, is when he sets out a damage one, his opponent instantly takes 50 damage when they step into the orb. So there's a lot of... There's so many X-Factors to this character and so many different like tricks up his sleeve. He... I mean, Zatanna was supposed to be like the magician that does all these tricks, but... Um, Fate has definitely got like a million tricks up his sleeve in terms of tools I, to use. I kind of hope that that little 
keep away burst that he has in front of himself. <clears throat> I kind of hope that that thing is not very reliable because this guy has a scary amount of options and that motherfucker kind of needs to get wrecked if people get in close. This is this this is playing with fire. Yeah, he, he yeah. backs away when he uses that too, so it's safe on block. <laughs> like it's good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If we're going to have to see about this, man. I think I got my first candidate for potentially broken character. And he uh, He is scary. Yeah. And with that onk that you were speaking of, he actually has an ability that he can throw on that when he uses that onk, if he times it just right, it absorbs a zoning tool. So, like, say somebody throws a batarang at him. If he times it just right with this ability on, when he uses that onk, if the the zoning thing or whatever, the batarang hits the onk, it actually just, like, falls into the background. So he can use that to essentially use it as an anti-zoning tool. So since he is the ultimate zoner, he can outzone his opponent if he has that ability on. I also love that, uh, I mean, anti-zoning was a big part of Smoke and MK9, so I started looking for characters with good anti-zoning attributes, and he might have the best anti-zoning move I've ever seen in my life, whereas he can actually put a glyph on interactable so you can't use them. That is really smart. Oh my god, yeah, that's that's what an the awesome. Hell? Okay, wow. so he has that's pretty cool. Yeah, he has a, one of his abilities allows him or it's maybe it's a core move, I forget, but one of them is he locks It's core. He locks the interactables for his opponent, but he can still use them. It's only a short brief period of time that he does it, <laughs> but it comes up with like a little onk over the interactable and turns blue, so you know that you can't use it, but if fates near it he can use it it's freaking awesome like that is not even something i would have even chosen this is is amazing yeah i mean they really went all out with him you can't come in close you can't get your health back you can't use this interactable you can't you can't you can't all you can do is eat the fucking (laughs) onks it's so great oh my god fate is fighting fate is being force fed a bowl of lucky fucking charms you're gonna enjoy this i can't wait like to, this. i can't wait to be a dick with mix-ups because i'm had to use <laughs> i had to fight mix-ups and mkx so much of like lows and overhead combos i love the fact that one of his like simplest combos is simply a it's it's medium low overhead medium low overhead like that that's gonna be such a dick move that's gonna kill scrubs online just just and the you idea that. <laughs> yeah. if they're waiting for the overhead you can do medium low throw medium low onk so yeah that's gonna be fun oh my god it's uh... on the topic of throws they think i think that they do need to possibly rethink his uh interactable animation because i just watched him like actually pick up a gigantic chair or a box or what have you and toss it i feel like he should be doing that with magic because it just kind of breaks the immersion just a wee bit yeah i'd agree with that yeah yeah telekinetic throw would be tight I just, I love sealing off interactables because it's almost like, it's like child locks in the back windows of your car. It's like, no, no, maybe when you're older, maybe when you're older. Not now. <laughs> I'm going to make that damn joke when I play Fate. No, 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 you're Do not it. old enough for that. Hold on, that's easy. you got to be this tall to throw the, uh, to throw the board. No. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Billy, what did I tell you about playing with cars? Stay away from the TV. Good stuff. Yeah, I just. <laughs> well, I'm, 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 my biggest worry by far is this corner game, because he, does, as far as I know, once he summons those three onks, they chill there for a good while. Oh, so they if never he go goes away. ready, yeah, they never go. Yeah, they're, they're there permanently. Yeah, which I do like, but once you're in the corner and he gets a knockdown, he just has to launch the onks and wait, and that that 
those offs are gonna be dumb once you're in a in a pickle because he can. I don't. I can't. I don't think it's fast enough for him to loop it, but I don't think he needs to because he'll get another knockdown after he combos you in the corner, and he'll probably have decent corner damage because everyone has decent corner damage. Um, that scares me a little bit. But here's what I'm really worried about. I'm worried that they're going to get nervous and take away all his damage like they did Blue Beetle. I don't want that either. That's even worse, in my opinion. I'd rather him be busted than be useless. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, so we covered most of his, pretty much all of his specials and what he has to bring to the table. They did show off some gear as well as shaders for him as well. And he had like a nice purplish bronze one. Like the armor was bronze instead of gold. And his helmet like changed a little bit. It actually looked really cool. And then they showed the they showed like a black, red, and gray one that looked pretty good. So yeah, I mean, I, I was digging what I saw from him. So I'm excited for him. I don't I don't necessarily know if he's gonna be like my main main, but I definitely still want to learn and play the character because I'd like a good variety. I'd like he's the only one that I can think of in the game that's like a pure zoner like that. So. I can dig that, and then that'll kind of checkmark that type of playstyle box for me. And, uh, yeah, it'll be kind of like MK9 Kenshi days. Razor will not I, have a good I time. Want, <laughs> not what I want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so he, he does look fun. It's not my preferred playstyle, I'll tell you that. I do like the... I like zoning slash rushdown. I think I had way more fun with Katana than I've ever had with a character. So I'm looking for a zoner slash rushdown. So, I mean, that's why Cheetah looks like a lot of fun is because she's rushdown, not the zoner aspect, obviously. But I am hoping for a good variety. I'm, I'm still holding out hope that Poison Ivy, that really appeals to me. But we don't really know what the hell she's got to bring to the table. Um, I think uh, Catwoman is probably going to be that mix of zoner and rushdown. Yeah, that would make sense, yeah. All right. Caltrop. Yeah, Caltrops. That I mean, I would be surprised if they don't use those after introducing them with Aaron. Um, any other thoughts on Doctor Fate? Shadowloo, you thinking about playing them at all? I know you wanted them in the game. Do anything for you? Oh, possibly. I don't know. I tend to have really two-dimensional zoning strategies, and I always get my ass handed to me for it. I'm thinking of giving. I'm thinking of giving Cheetah a shot this time. Oh my god, she looks it, like it, fun. It, 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 she really does. Yeah, she looks at least until really Red Hood good. shows up. There you go. Yeah, that she she so many of her moves looks like so much fun to me, and she has so much style with like the capoeira, like all sorts of breakdance fighting that she's doing mixed with the throws, and she has a lot of cool flashy specials where she like leaps into the air above her opponent, then she can do her move that like starts slashing downwards at her opponent. It's there's so many good stuff, and she has her own dive kick thing. It's like a dive pounce, um, but yeah. Anyways, all right, from there we had the trailer today, which was the Shattered Alliances 3 trailer, which mainly featured Supergirl and kind of showed her off as one of the main protagonists of the story mode, if not the main protagonist, and she seems very much like she is a neutral character. She does not side with anyone. She's just trying to end things. Maybe she'll eventually side with Batman after originally siding with Superman. I think that would be pretty obvious but at the same time would make sense so we're not really sure where she falls but so far we've gotten a shattered alliance picture that features superman fighting off all of his opposition then we have one with batman fighting off all of his opposition then we have supergirl on her own 
And then I would imagine we have at least one more with the society of Grod being led by Grodd fighting off their opposition. So, yeah, I, I'm wondering where she really falls in all of this, if we're going to get the Cassie treatment that she is the ultimate hero. Wouldn't be surprised, but... Yeah. All in all, I think she's the main character, the same way Cassie was for MKX. And that's cool. I have no problem with that. Um, I yeah. would actually really, really... Well, I want to say approve, but... I'd be very happy if that was the case. Like, it doesn't get really set off enough, and maybe we're kind of uh, taking it for granted the fact that we have a Supergirl show sitting around these days that we can just turn on any time we want. But, I mean, Supergirl was just sort of there for a long time and didn't really get much of a push apart from that horrible, horrible movie back in the 80s. So the fact that we live in kind of a day and age where like, where she can be a main character in, like, in a game like this as well as have her own TV series and... It's kind of really wonderful to me. I hope she has a huge part. Yeah, that's fair. That's definitely fair. We still have we have no idea what the hell Brainiac. I mean, obviously we can expect that he's going to be one one if not the main bad guy of the story, but we don't really know what that entails or what he's doing. So there's a lot of stuff going on that's kind well, of intriguing about it. We saw most mostly what we saw of Brainiac in this trailer was flashbacks to Krypton's destruction, right? Which is um consistent with uh the last time jeff johns did any major work with uh brainiac he had he tied it a lot to supergirl like she she experienced brainiac showing up and attacking krypton and all that stuff right so that's that's there but um we also there was a shot of what looked like earth and people in the street being like herded by brainiac's minion robots right so it it definitely looks like at some point in the story he's gonna actually like get somewhere in terms of like trying to take over the earth. Yeah. Probably the final act, if I'm guessing. If we're doing a Candor thing, he's like gathering people to shrink them on into a tiny city. Got to catch them all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so perfectly miniature. Um, then we obviously got the reveal of Black Adam and the great stage that comes with him, as well as his awesome super. Thoughts on Black Adam? Let's start with Shadow. Hey, what are your thoughts on Black Adam? That is a considerable widow's peak that he has here. I don't know. I've only seen, like, I don't know, five seconds of the guy. I feel like I need a better look at his face, but the outfit's pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm digging the fact that he has a cape. It's not usual for Black Adam to be running around with a cape. Well, you definitely don't need a better look at his face. I think you're good. <laughs> okay. I mean, you, found, you found a happy medium, Shadaloo. Like The cape looks I, good, I agree, though. I'm looking at a thumbnail right now, and he just doesn't quite look like Black Adam, we should say. I don't think he looks enough like The Rock. Does he look I like Joe Pesci? I think he means Trevor Phillips. I think he's uh, suffering from the same problem the women are suffering from, where their engine makes everybody have, like, chubby cheeks. Is it just cheeks? Because Superman looks very fat in this trailer. I don't know what the hell it is. <laughs> He's it's, been it's, it's sitting in prison, it's, it's man. Just... Lack of exercise. He's been, like, <laughs> chained up. Eating Super stuff. Cheetos? I'm not sure how Kryptonian metabolism works, but... With it, without the yellow sun to keep him fit, he's just falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I don't know, it's... It's probably just all the fuck the guy, but he, he, he didn't look particularly uh, he, great. He still has that Charlie Sheen face. It's a problem. God fucking damn it. 
They all look like celebrities. We got Joe Pesci, Charlie Sheen. It's like we're getting, I mean, the females look like certain people. I mean, it's just, are we, are we just going to accept the point that their modeling is purely just like they're looking at celebrity photos of who they like and they're like, let's make them up to this. They're choosing the weirdest celebrities though. Okay. No, now, now I am looking at Black Adam. It, it That's reminds not me of Black Adam. Adam. There that was face there was is, it's Joe Pesci. I'm sorry. Look at the thumbnail I put in the chat. Our, it, our chat. It really it really is. <laughs> what the hell is happening? Here. I don't know. He's just he's gonna smack yeah. some people and beat him with baseball bat. I don't want to say the guy's been whitewashed necessarily, but he definitely looks straight up Caucasian. I mean, he's he's kind of tan. He's Italian I don't tan. See it? I I I don't see it. Dude looks white. Well, he's always looked white. I mean, and there's... I don't, like... He has a kind of light tan to him that I'm not seeing here. The face and the skin tone that I'm seeing here in front of me just looks like... No, like, it's 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 Joe Pesci. He looks like he should be fucking running around in a mobster. He looks Italian. He, <laughs> I know, I mean, that's what I'm he really does. He does. Oh, he definitely uh, looks like an Italian gangster. I'm not. I'm not saying he doesn't. Swing and a miss. I'm just saying that in, in the comics, Black Adam doesn't. He's never been like dark skinned, and the the thing about like Egyptian people is there's a lot of variation in that area of the world because it borders the Mediterranean, and like there's dark people, and then there's people who have more like I guess Greek or Roman influence. So, it it could go either way. But in the comics, uh, Black Adam has always just looked like Namor the Submariner in a Shazam costume. Eh, I tend to disagree with that. I believe he's, like, a lot... I, I, I just Googled Black Adam, and a lot of the art I'm seeing within the first three images, there's a distinct, like, tone to, the, tone to his skin. Not all of it. It's always going to depend. Your mileage is always going to vary depending on your artist. But... It is not uncommon for him to be drawn with slightly darker skin. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I, I mean, just... it's, it's more common. It's more common in the modern era, but I mean, Adams existed since what the '50s, so. Well, I mean, here we are. We're looking at Robin. He's existed for since the '40s, and they managed to modernize that guy. I, I, th this is just a bad Black Adam face. I'm sorry. It's all. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying in terms of skin tone, he's usually not very dark. And the thing is, like, they they color Wonder Woman more dark now, too, than they ever used to as well, because they're sort of more, I guess, aware of, like, like, because she's supposed to look Greek, and people are a little bit darker over there, so. His outfit looks good. His outfit looks good. Everything above the shoulders is a catastrophe. <laughs> it looks I, good. I, I yeah. really like his costume, because... Like, I know a lot of people like uh, the Shazam and Adam outfits in the first game, but it kind of, like, it's not to my taste when, like, the lightning bolt is this window into an actual storm or glows or has, like, these uh, shapes and ridges. I just want a lightning bolt. And, it like, he's like not wearing any armor. It's the same way I felt about Firestorm, where I just I just want to reward them and thank them for putting somebody in something skin tight without any stupid plates on it. <laughs> Especially considering the Injustice 1 costumes for Shazam and Adam, like, it had the same, you know, Green Lantern movie problem where the costume looked like fucking meat tissue 
something. <laughs> yeah, it did look like muscle tissue for well, sure. What what was weird to me about Shazam in the first game was that it looked like metal plates in the shape of meat tissue. <laughs> like like he was a, a robot or a modern art imitation of the muscle structure. <laughs> With a little bits of lightning skittering through there. Yeah. yeah. But his super is badass. No, the super's fucking great. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go and look at that right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just googling various Black Adam images. Yeah. It's Not good just, stuff. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, I mean, I mean, anytime you can destroy a um, yeah, ancient ooh, monument. Ooh. <laughs> uh, are you okay over there? <laughs> I was trying <laughs> to cloud the spoilage so you could get a live reaction of it. Is this is 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 is, 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 is this in the Shadow Alliances trailer? I yes, might have missed it. yes, it is. Yeah, it's, okay. it's like midway. Watch, I'm watching it again right now. Around the 35-second mark. 35-second so. mark. All right. And here we are. Mm. And and I look like Joe Pesci. And okay, <laughs> yes. Right into a pyramid. And up we go. And Shazam. And Jesus. It's a bit... Motherfucker's got no respect for his own homeland. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of more. I'm, I'm kind of more impressed by Karis here. <laughs> Fuck you. Enjoy space. Where where is Khandak actually? Is it like in the Sinai it's, Peninsula or? I'm pre. I don't know if it's like I can't remember if I've ever seen like a map of DC. I guess Africa. I know. I know where a few cities. Are. Like um, Gotham is supposed to be Jersey. Metropolis is Delaware. Star City and Coast City are both in California. Um, but I don't really know where I, j all I know about Kandak is that it borders Egypt because back in ancient times, him and Hawkman had a lot of interaction, I guess. And, and I guess Naboo too, the Dr. Fate, the guy who, the magician who made the helm. Yeah. Interesting. All right. So with Black Adam being in the game, what are people's thoughts? Do you want a premiere skin of Shazam? Would that be bad for people that like Shazam and like Black Adam? What are they? Would they culminate like the two's move sets? Would they make maybe some Shazam uh, moves abilities so that way you kind of get half and a half of each, which means necessarily doesn't necessarily mean you're making anybody happy. Where does everyone fall on that? Because that's kind of our last discussion point of the night. Is would you like well, to see Shazam be brought in as a premiere skin? All in all, I just think it's weird to put Black Adam in a game without Shazam. Eh, so, I mean, I'm okay. I'm I'm okay I, with it. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a story thing at this point because they fucking killed Billy. But I I hope I hope he is actually in there as a premiere skin because the thing for me, like going back to the first game, I thought it was weird that they were separate characters, and I didn't like Adam's move set compared to Billy's. So I'm hoping that Adam in this game plays more like Shazam did. In which case, I'd totally be fine with them. Because they do have the same powers. And they only really have a few powers. You know, strength, flight, lightning. They don't really need... Like, there's not a lot of variation you can do with that. And... Like, it's not like... Like, I know you guys are generally against it whenever multiple characters are sort of sharing a slot like the Triborg situation. But that, I mean, I'm usually for it. 
I just feel like anything that you can do to save space and have more characters without um, it being a strain on the developers that would prevent them from making that character, I'm I'm okay with those kinds of shortcuts. Um, I am too, except for instances like that Goro Kintaro overlap, where like I mean, one there character is, see, just get bastardized. The thing is, Goro and Kintaro do have completely separate powers. Like Goro, outside of like MK4 and Deception, I guess he's not really supposed to breathe fire. Whenever he breathes fire, he's stealing from Kintaro. Yeah. It's been going on for quite some time, and I do kind of miss his, like, green fist clubs. Did you ever actually pay attention to that? Like, you fucking pause yeah, and mostly have fireball? It's his, his own fist punk. with yeah. fire. It's, uh, for me, it's tough because, I mean, I don't want to sound a hip like a hypocrite, so, like, where I'm at is somebody suggested, hey, what if Katana, like DC's Katana, was a premiere skin for Robin? And yeah, obviously that's going to be weird because she's going to have her own like personality that's not going to come through by Robin. But but the fact that he has a sword and he does some ninja things, hey, it's Katana. Like, I would not like that at all. I, if she's yeah, going to be in it, rather... Robin's stance, that stance would not work for her. It really wouldn't work for like anybody. And I, I still feel like, you know, we might get like a Ra's al Ghul premiere skin for him but that wouldn't make any sense for Roz to be holding the damn sword on his shoulder either no. that's why it's a weird choice like development like, the, only, the only like that body language the only way it would work as a premiere skin of someone else I feel like is if you changed the sword to a stick and you had a dick skin <laughs> <laughs> you did that on purpose I, I said it on purpose sure you did I don't believe you you fell right into that dick that that, that, Richard that, that. Grayson but also Peter. You <laughs> <laughs> should just change his full name to Richard Dick Richards. We'll just call him Dick Dick Dick. Well, and... my favorite, my favorite over in uh, Marvel, Nova's real name is Richard Ryder. So Dick yeah. Ryder. Yeah, <laughs> I tried to, I tried to think about that one. Too. But to bring but, uh, it back, though, where I am okay with it is I'm okay with Mister Freeze being a premier skin. Do I prefer that? Absolutely not. Obviously, I've been very vocal in that I'd love for Mr. Freeze to be his own character. I don't see why they can't make him their own characters. But at the end of the day, if I'm going to get Mr. Freeze as a premiere skin or not at all, I'm really just going to hope Captain Cold's moveset is really fun and cool. No pun intended, of course. But if it sucks, then, well, then I have no real reason to play Mr. Freeze if his moveset sucks because they both are unappealing to me at that point. But the thing that obviously separates the two cases that I mentioned in the actual Black Adam and Shazam case is that Shazam and Black Adam were their own separate characters in the prior game, so you're going to be upsetting a lot of fans of both if they're some sort of combined version or if you take Black Adam and just make them play like Shazam, then you're going to be upsetting Black Adam fans. So it's just kind of an awkward situation, which I'm sure Temp can better explain because he's more... He, he, he main Shazam, so obviously he has more writing on that decision than someone like me. Um, I do think if I'm you make... I'm definitely... Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, with abilities, you could somehow d design it to fit both styles. You could have the abilities play more to, like, Black Adam. I don't know. There's a way to make it work, but it, it's still... It's kind of like, you know, pizza and ice cream. Yeah, they're great separately, but combining them doesn't necessarily... They're going to make anyone happy so anyways go ahead well I, to me it's all about like i did not main shazam because i like the character i do but i made him because he was a good gameplay fit uh 
it's just they're they're nothing alike, and, and they shouldn't be. Shazam plays like a twelve year old boy. Black Adam plays like a dictator. One's complete space control. The other is I'm gonna wrestle your sister. That they're very different styles of gameplay. Uh, <laughs> so imagine, uh, was that description you said of two of them playing in just as one in the same room with controllers? Yeah, that'd be that'd be badass. <laughs> it's, it, it provokes a good image, but I don't know. Like I would, I'm okay with Shazam sitting out. We don't we don't need Shazam. Just let Shazam sit on the bench. Uh, bring him back for the red carpet next game. I can I can wait two years for Shazam. I'm okay I, with that. I'm in the Four same years. boat. Damn. <laughs> <different reasons. laughs> Assuming they keep the same cycle, you know. Yeah. Or I kind of thing. really enjoy it when like a, when when a villain kind of branches out and appears independent of the hero that they're attached to, because to me that kind of always the, the example I see is that usually leads to interesting things for that character. Gives them more appreciation. Th- honestly, I think that people like Black Manta despite Aquaman, not because of him. Their rivalry isn't like legendary or anything, apart from that time when Black Manta killed his son. But I mean, it's cool to see that one character just get away from their hero, be who they are, not constantly attached to that back and forth relationship that they have. It's good. I, I too am in favor of just completely ditching Shazam or Captain Marvel, whatever the hell you want to call him for this go around. And. <clears throat> Just letting Black Adam be out there and do his own thing. Black Adam does not scatter, and he does not particularly need Captain Marvel around. I'm cool with I this. agree. I will enjoy Shazam more when he comes back. The weight will make me appreciate what I don't have, and I don't I don't want a half Shazam, half Black Adam. That does not sound fun to me. I want to fucking do dumbass command throws all day and then turn into a lightning bolt. That is what I want to do. That's... That's my jam. So I am perfectly okay with no Shazam for now. Um, I don't know. I, I, I see. I mean, if you just want the Billy Batson character and the wager quotes, I mean, that's cool. But like, that's not what I game for. Like I said, I never played Shazam for a story perspective. I always played him for gameplay. Uh, so, and that, that's what I'm gaming for. Well, I guess, I guess my argument isn't so much like half and half their move sets. It's, scrap everything Adam had in the first game and give him Billy's moves, because fuck him. (laughs) (laughs) A little harsh, but okay. I I mean, I do like the fact that, I I mean, it is cool that Black Adams plays a style that allows him to cross his arms all the time, almost constantly. (laughs) I I don't know if I'd want to give that up, but if you give me Black Adam with Billy Batson's moves, I'll be a little sore, but I'm in there. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, on that note... I think we covered it all from the week, and we will come back next week, of course, with another episode. But I do want to say, you know, if you if you like what we do, you know, keep checking us out. Thank you. We appreciate all you guys. And thank you, Ishii, for coming on. It's been no great. Problem. Thanks. It's been fantastic. I'm going to keep doing this inflection we, on my voice. We should get on making our own Instagram account so we can post dick pics. Dickception. I mean of the grace and variety. Of course. Yes, I'm going for the very, very Yeah, shaders. We can we can post a Nova every once in a while just to mix it up. (laughs) Dude, that's gross. Don't be professional. Yeah, nothing riding dicks. I mean we want to This is DC territory. Right dick riders, come on now. That's disgusting. On that note, guys, you guys have a good one. We will see you next time for episode 59. Thanks for tuning in. Mwah.
Thank you for missing me, baby. See you next week. <laughs> See you, everybody. Peace. Razor, say goodbye. I yeah, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Share it with a friend. Adios. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.